0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong, and I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzler and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you wanna hear is in We Met At Acme. So check it out.
1: Welcome to parenthood.
0: Your life does not end here.
1: Hi, I'm Chriselle
0: Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting.
1: We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for
0: ourselves. We're here to build our village, and we hope that you join us. what's up i'm excited to see you again oh i always love seeing you too okay so today we are going to be talking about something that we all need more of in our life which is help 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 help
1: help help (laughs) Help me drowning (laughs) so this is part of our newborn series and it might not be a obvious topic to talk about during newborn because you know it's not you know, the the crying and the baby and the birth and things like that. But something as we reflect back, as I reflect back on that time and something I felt very heavy on my shoulders was help. Mm-hmm. As a stay-at-home mom, how much help am I supposed to have? How much help can I have? How much help makes sense? Because for me, it's like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. It's kind of my quote-unquote job to do all of the mothering, right? right. And so... I don't know I was kind of confused I looked around me to see like what kind of help other moms had around me like our neighbors and like all the moms I met in the mommy groups like how much nanny help do they have how much you know do they have a sister around do they have a mother-in-law around and so it was something that took me a minute to really own for myself
0: and I I would imagine at that point you're just like kind of comparing yourself to other stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. to see if like you're in that kind of same I guess uh, standard Yeah, right. right.
1: Uh, Like, how much am I supposed to carry on my own? How much should my husband be helping me? And how much else should I be delegating?
0: yeah, Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting topic because I never even thought of it that way. Because obviously, for me, I've always been a working mom. And especially because I do run my own business, I had to get back to work right away. Like I didn't take any proper maternity leave because I was running my business and without me like we would just not be in business anymore Mm. and i think so for entrepreneurs and also other working moms whether you're going back to corporate america your job your small business whatever it is help is a part of the conversation from the beginning like you know before you even give birth you're gonna have to figure out who's gonna help you out right Mm. and so there's a lot of different ways there's obviously the nanny which is a one-on-one care there's obviously daycare, where, which I believe you could put your kid in as early as three months, because that's typically what when most women have to go back to work in corporate America is three months postpartum, which is crazy.
1: Crazy. Crazy. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like it's not okay.
0: So there's daycare. And then there's obviously your own family members. But there's also things that people don't really talk about, which is and this is more so for the new moms that have given birth immediately which is the night nurses and also like I, a
1: korean style ajumma. like an
0: ajumma right. i i don't know what other term to use but it, it pretty much literally translates into middle-aged woman <laughs> in korean <laughs> but, but it has a
1: very warmth and comforting and familiar like thing around it. yes yeah.
0: yes and she comes and she lives with you for x amount of months she not only helps you with the night shifts, but also helps you recover as a mom and also helps you with breastfeeding and all of that, which I think, uh, I, I don't know how I would have done it without her, to be honest. And then there's also au pairs, which are, I think for maybe little older kids, I I, don't, I wouldn't imagine an au pair coming in with a newborn. I think this is maybe after they've gone the past the first year. Yeah. Um, au pair is pretty much a foreign exchange student, right?
1: Yeah, it can be. And they come and they usually live with you. They live with you. So you you would give them room and board and they are sort of like a mother's helper. They do a lot of the dinner prepping and like taking them to music class and things like that or whatever it may be and doing a lot of the nannying and but they live with you so yeah. it's kind of like it's nice
0: okay so let's start with that then let's start off with like kind of the pros and cons of figuring out what kind of help you need so mm-hmm. for you when did you realize that you needed help
1: okay so for me this is again back in like 12 years ago i'm actually like i'm 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 looking through the list that you just listed off chris and i'm like oh wow i i wasn't aware of like half of these to be honest or like they just weren't available to me but i knew somebody had told me about the night nurse right that's always the thing that most moms i I felt worried about it was like the sleeping how am i going to handle the sleeping so we had a night nurse from day one Mm. probably for about i want to say four weeks and for
0: the new moms, can you explain what a night nurse is and what she does?
1: Okay. So a night nurse is somebody who comes and helps you during the nighttime so that the mother can rest and sleep because you're breastfeeding. Traditionally, if you're doing the breastfeeding route, you're breastfeeding every two to three hours Mm -hmm. for the first, I don't know, two, three months. And so you need a little bit of support. And sometimes the husbands, they don't really know what they're doing. So, you know, they can't always support you in that way. So, She comes, and I remember with her, she was lovely, so wonderful. She would come, and she, I was already asleep. It was like 9 or 10 p.m. I would do the final feeding, and I would go to sleep, and then she would come and bring the baby to me maybe two or three hours after. And all I had to do was kind of like peek my eye a little bit and like put my my PJs down and nurse the baby. I'm still half asleep. Mm -hmm. And then she would take the baby, burp him, change him. If he was colicky and needed a little extra cuddles Mm -hmm. and she would do that part and i could go back to sleep Mm -hmm. and she would do that you know two three times a night because the thing is something i always tell new moms is like you initially you feel like you can do it. You're mm-hmm. like, I can do the I can do the evenings and the nights, and you can. But sleep is accumulative, and so maybe you can do it the first week or the first two weeks. But after the third week and fourth week, if that's if you're waking up all night, yeah, it will catch up to you, and oh yeah, you will just it will it would not be. I mean, that's not why good. the
0: first three months is so challenging for most people. Yeah, right. So
1: absolutely get help in the evening. Or a big chunk of the day. Okay. Like somebody needs to be helping you. I I don't, I mean.
0: So, I know that's
1: not a reality for everybody. Yeah. But I do think to you should be thinking about this.
0: What well, does that th- look like This also kind of brings a point of, okay, let's face it. Night nurses cost money, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're not cheap. No. And so in that case, what do you do? For me, it, I mean, obviously I, I had a different situation, which I will go into. But... But this is where you need to become Don't get pregnant Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't have kids That's the answer <laughs> Just
1: kidding, we're kidding We're kidding because we know Many women who have done it without help And you can It's not that we can't do it I'm just saying like We are trying to create Like moving forward In what it means to be a modern mother mm-hmm. We are trying to I think help people understand that This, this should be expected yeah. That this should well, be something to think about This is
0: where I think that we can communicate with our partners better hmm. and say, look, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's all on you, bro. Like you bring the baby to me, burp, put them down, change a diaper. Change diaper. Yeah. And but most women don't communicate that with a partner. And this is also which I will, will not go into in this episode because it's going to go tangent off to something else where women start building resentment for their partners because they're doing everything and they're so tired and they're watching their lovely partners fast asleep and they're up all night doing it for how long, right? And and, and I think when it comes to the partners, they, for the most part, want to help out, but they just don't know how, right? And so if you're like, This is what you're going to be doing. This is what I'm going to be doing. And make it almost like a job in a sense.
1: I think that makes sense to you, Chris, because you're a working mom. Mm. But I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And for me, to be completely honest, I did put all of the mothering on myself because he has a job to wake up to, to go to where he needs to be alert and focused and rested. And he's paying the bill. So yes. So for me, that's what was so hard. It's because Uh. he's doing his part. I need to do my part, right? Yeah. I think that's why I have like a bit of a different way of thinking about it because I'm like, well, he's doing his job and he's doing the things he can. It's my job to do the mothering part. And so, but yes, I do agree that you should have a conversation with your partner and you should say, I can't do seven nights if we can't have help, a hired help. Maybe one night, even though you are the one working the 12 hours a day, take one night so that I can have a break because it's not sustainable for me to do this for three months straight. Or even
0: like on the weekends.
1: On the weekends or whatever. Yes, create a schedule with your partner. But I have to be honest, I had a hard time with that initially because, and it did create resentment because again, he, we have a more traditional setup where he's the, he's the husband, he makes the money. I'm the wife. I take care of the kids and the house and the family and things like that. So not that I, and honestly, I love that setup. It's so good for me, but Initially I did feel bad to
0: ask him. Yeah. I felt
1: like it wasn't he it was it was my role to do all of it. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I, I could see that and I could only imagine the pressure that you put on yourself yeah. for that reason. Because right. you're doing your quote unquote job as well. Right. Yeah. But it it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Yeah. For yeah. you to for any new mom to think that it's okay to not get to sleep for like six months. Yeah. Um no, it straight. Will.
1: Completely destroy It will destroy you. you yeah. And it'll
0: destroy your, your relationship. So fi- figuring out some sort of system, whether it's hired help, night nurse, uh, an ajma like what I had, or just being communicated with your partner and your needs and seeing where he or she could kind of jump in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's not just for the first stage, but for like ever. I think the ajma is a really good setup. Something that I didn't know... When I hired the night nurse, she only helped me in the evenings, which was great. But then, then the whole day. but then you have another like 18 hours to cover during the day. So it's like you, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I fill all of this time? I think a Korean ajumma is almost, it's a better option.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, the night nurse is a very kind of Westernized American thing that a lot of uh, Americans do out here. White Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're Korean American, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I was following <laughs> because of because of where I live. I was following that trajectory. Yes, exactly, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I th- because when I hear my friends talk about it about having a night nurse, I'm like, for that same price, I literally <laughs> had someone around the clock huh. living with me, yeah. doing all the night shifts, and yeah. helping me with the cooking, helping me with, with the my laundry, breastfeeding. With, yeah. Everything, yeah, but it's a little bit more unconventional because most of these ajumas, these ladies that come live with you, they don't really speak English very well. Yeah, a lot of them are whether it be a Chinese lady or a Korean lady, they are from. I don't know. They just live kind of in in their little bubble, right? Community. Yeah,
1: Yeah, this is the only job that they've done, and they only service their community, so they don't feel need to learn English. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so maybe that's why it hasn't really hit the. Western Western market for for it to be more mainstream, which I'm kind of grateful for because I always got my dajma that I wanted every single time. Well, I only have two kids, but both times. But it really changed my life Like because I had to work immediately after. She helped me with all the night shifts, similar to your night nurse. She would bring me Chloe and Colette. Actually, Colette was a little different because COVID was happening during that time. Mm. But with Chloe, she would bring me to feed her. And then the next morning she would have breakfast ready for me and also the pumps ready for me to to take to work. She would have everything set up for me. So all I had to do was show up as a mom to be ready to feed my child and that was it because there's so many different little elements that go into that, like the tools and all of that that you have to prepare for, especially as a working mom. and so for me, it was worth the money. And she lives with you. And again, it can be an inconvenience because she lives with you. But for me, I wanted all the support.
1: Yeah, it's more comforting sometimes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. How long did you have her for? So I had her for three months. Okay. And then after that three months, my mom came. So my mom came the first month to like help set up. She went back home. And then after the IJMA the was done, my mom came for an extra three months. So I had so much support. And I know that not everyone has a setup, whether they don't have family around because you don't have family around. Right. So it's not as easy or accessible. But for me, I I had a really good setup because my mom, she was retired. She d- didn't work and yeah. she didn't live too far at the time, which was in the Bay Area, San Francisco. So she just came down and lived with me and I was traveling a lot. So I, I do not think I would be able to work the way I had if it wasn't for my ajumma and my mom.
1: I love that you say that and you put that out there because I do think that sometimes, I mean, sometimes some new moms might might think that you're doing it all on yeah. your own or you did it all on your own, you know? Yeah. Which some mothers do, but I think it's also good to share like that.
0: And you know, I having. think we have to normalize that yeah. because yeah, that's what I was trying. I to say. think there's a lot of influential people, whether it be an influencer you follow, or a celebrity, or whoever it is that make it seem like they have it all and that they're doing it all. And the truth of the matter is that something has to give. And for me, that was, unfortunately, especially with Chloe, was that precious moment with her at that stage in her life, right? Because I immediately went back to work and I had so much help from so many different people. And I wasn't as present as I would have liked to be because of that, right? I'm I'm so extremely thankful for the support that I had, but I did miss out on a lot of these moments. And after that, I want to kind of fast forward to after six months, because I I still think that's a newborn phase, then I put her into daycare. I put in daycare. And for how long was she in daycare? Actually, no. So we got a nanny after my mom left, after Ajima left. We got a nanny. We had a series of bad nannies. And so that's when I was like, okay, we're oh, just going to find that. a daycare. Yeah. Daycare, there's more people around. So She started daycare as early as I believe nine months. So not even a year old. And it broke my heart so much. Like just dropping her off every day. You know, she was crying. I was crying. It, it, it was so, so hard, right? Yeah. But I didn't have a choice back then. I Obviously, Boomo didn't ex- exist back then, hence the reason why I decided to build Bumo. So parents didn't have to have that separation and you could have it more integrated into your work life. But that was really, really challenging. But that that is something else that as working new moms have to think about. Are you going to put your child into daycare or are you going to hire a nanny? What is more affordable? You know, to be honest, daycares are more affordable than a one-on-one nanny. And is it heartbreaking to leave a child in a day- daycare center at such a young age? Absolutely. You No new mom wants to do that, but you have no other choice, right? And so my heart obviously goes out to those women because they have no other choice. But then what also happens is that the reason why a lot of new moms end up leaving the workforce is because they're just like, wow, I'm literally working just to pay for the day- daycare. Yeah. And I don't even get to see my child. right? And so there's a number of things that you have to consider. Like, is it worth taking that time away so I could continue to work and have this career? Yeah. So you really can't have it all.
1: And in this first piece of like these first six to 12 months, where was dad? Like how? Like, where did you put his
0: role? Well, Dad, I, I think this is similar to most working mom's situation. Is in the beginning, Dad is not really needed so much, right? Because all all the kid needs is milk and sleep, right? Yeah. And so, even with drop offs, it's like he would obviously help out with drop offs here and there if I had like an early morning or whatnot, and we would try to coordinate like pickups and all of that. But for the most part in the first year or two, because I was still breastfeeding, actually not the second year, but the first year I was still breastfeeding. So um, I had to like hand off my milk and all of that. And I had to pump before, make sure that I, there was enough supply for throughout the day. So that as much as they want to help, there's only so much they can do, especially yeah. for the first year. Yeah,
1: that's how I remember.
0: Yeah, but they they do help with pickup and drop-offs. Right. right. And yeah, so... Chloe, still to this day, that's one thing. Not that I regret it because she is such an amazing little human now. But I I just remember missing out on so many of these little things of her life because she was in daycare at such an early age. And with Colette, because she was a pandemic kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, we put her in school and then like literally one week later, it's like pull her out. It was probably the biggest blessing because I got to see everything, right? I got to see every little moment that I missed with Chloe. So that was really such a gift for me as a working mom to experience that. But yeah, you have to sacrifice. You're you're not going to have it all as a working parent. You are going to miss out on little moments. And there's also a piece where you're like, oh my God, is my child gonna like the nanny more than me? Is the, the child gonna think the nanny is a mom because he or she is spending more time? I've experienced that so many times and I know other moms experience that too. I, I've, I've
1: thought about that, which
0: is why I was like, I am not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, kids know. Kids know, know who their mom is, dad is, no matter how little or how much time you spend with them. And so that's something that you don't have to really worry about. But... You know there's a lot of insecurities during that that period. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am yeah. I ruining my child for sending them to daycare so early? He's crying so much. Like, what if he doesn't stop crying? Like, there's so many elements that you have to think about. And I, I gotta shamelessly plug Boomo in here. Obviously, you guys all know why we started Boomo was really because of the struggle that I had as having to choose between my work, my career versus like being a mom. And I felt like, why can't I have both? And that's Bumo work. But now we have Bumo Cares, which we have, I believe, about six locations now where it's on-demand child care. So you can literally drop off your child if your nanny calls out sick or you have a few hours extra that you need to work at the office or you're just like, crap, I am so tired today. <laughs> and I just need like a two-hour nap <laughs> to my own.
1: Okay, so you're saying people can drop off their kids just for two hours, and they don't have to buy some package or something like that. Or well,
0: there is you could do it by hour, or there's full day or half day. Oh, okay, so and they can just pay as they go. Moment. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. Yes, because that's be- there's no th- at the end of the day, parents need backup. That's what we all need. That's what this episode is about. Yeah, yeah. We just need care. We yeah. need. We all need more help, and we yeah. all need more care. Yeah. And so, the reason why we shifted from Boomo work to Boomo care, we still have Boomo work, obviously, but Boomo care is just providing care that people need. Obviously, we're only in California right now, but our goal is to really expand Boomo care to every city, to every state. So, you open up an app and you're like, okay, I'm in Florida today and I'm on vacation, but I still need like two hours to myself without the kids. Where's the nearest boomer care that I could just drop them okay, off?
1: At. That's amazing. And is it mostly like the kids are doing arts and crafts and singing and things like that? Yeah. Like, so how,
0: until what age? It starts off at six months and it okay. goes all the way up to 13 years old. So oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's, it's been incredible just to see the growth in that. And the demand that we see there is pretty incredible. And it just shows you that every single parent needs more support and needs more help. So Mm. if you guys are interested, you guys can just go to (laughs) Bumo.care.
1: I'm going to go drop myself off over there. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) God, it's incredible. To me, it's incredible that you have this idea and it's like fully materialized. It's like amazing to me. I Um, mean,
0: it's all everything that a new parent needs. It's just more sleep, more help, more support. And at the end of the day, whether it's you're a stay-at-home mom or I'm a working mom. We both still need more help. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I say, I say that if you're listening and you're a stay home mom and you you know and you've chosen that for yourself, and I feel incredibly empowered to choose that for myself, but then I did put on so much on me, right? Like I'm like I should be doing all of the things, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, taking care of all the things. And again, I knew plenty of women that do it without help, but I also want to say to you that if you are delegating some of that not to feel bad about it to know that it actually makes it can make you a better mom when you don't have to handle all of the things all of the mothering and you can spend more quality time with your kids instead of having to check off 50 things off your list and i actually did eventually hire help i had a nanny for the first couple of years and my son did go to preschool like that three and a half mark so he could have a couple hours over there a few hours over there and that was all help and i'm I'm grateful that I eventually understood that that even as a stay-at-home mom, I don't have to do all of it myself. It's kind of
0: like running a business if you think about it. Like In what way? Like sorry, this is the business side of me, but it's almost like you have this company that you've created, right? The
1: babies are the company. The babies are the
0: companies. <laughs> They're your little little project, little investing your project. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like at that point you as the founder, you want to do everything. You want to nurture, you want to do everything, but as they grow and you soon realize that you can't do it all and it's absolutely okay for you to get help. Mm. In fact, it will probably run better if you're not doing it all. And if you're actually getting the help and the support that you need, and it'll be more of a whole whole family, a whole system, a whole, you know, whatever, however you want to look at. And I think that's just the lesson in life is that, yes, we all can put pressure on ourselves. But why? (laughs) Why? Like, when, because that's what good moms do, Chris. No, 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 there's no such thing as a good mom. We're <laughs> gonna. So true. There's no such thing as a good mom. We're all good moms. We're all good moms. We yeah. all want the best for our kids. Yeah. But how smart are you gonna be about it? I think it's about how smart you are with your time, your resources, your energy. We we're all good moms. That's why we have kids. We want to raise these amazing little humans. Yeah. But it's about the how smart you are.
1: Yes. Yeah. Smart. But also, I mean, I love to be the primary caretaker of my kids. That mm-hmm. means hour wise, they're mostly with me. So and that is part of the job rise A stay home mom. I so I don't know like what you mean. Yes. I don't know what you mean with like their business and you would hire like you would hire out the time. Essentially, it's time like how much time is being allocated to a different adult. Right. No, so, so that I,
0: you can do other things. So I, I'm i there's a saying called work smarter, not harder. Yes. okay. And so for me, it's like just because you're working harder, just because you're doing everything for your kid doesn't mean that like you're a, a better person, a better parent for that reason. If you're smarter with allocating your time of like, OK, I'm going to freaking own like the playtime with them. That is like my time with them that or I could also be doing 10 other things like I could be cooking and I could be cleaning and I could be doing all all of that or I could just own this one thing of course if you have the resources and the financial capability to get some outside help and just really own one thing or a few things obviously there's more than one thing that your kid needs from you that's where I'm just getting at like
1: what you're saying is like you don't have to do all of it yeah you don't have to do all of the things from 6 a.m to 8 p.m
0: it's it doesn't make you a better parent that's what I'm saying
1: make a better parent and it's important to understand that it does take a village to raise these children there is benefit for them to have exposure to their adults and other families and other children and it gives you a break and it's okay to say
0: like I need a break and this that's also kind of what we we were taught to learn is like have this badge of honor of like whoever works the hardest and whoever slaves the hardest whoever like suffers the most wins but that is not true i think whoever can finish the race which is more longevity which is being smarter about your time which is being smarter about where you're putting your energy and your resources that person wins
1: okay got it yeah so in your schedule like what what, where do you allocate your time with your kids that makes it special for you?
0: Well, because I am a full time working mom, I do the traditional, like, they go to school all year long, they go to camp all summer long, except for these last two weeks were kind of difficult because there's no camp or school. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, what do I do? But that's where Boomo care comes in. So that's been helpful. So, anyways, so I do that, which is the typical like 8 a.m. drop off, 4 p.m. So, full day for both girls. Okay. They do have aftercare if needed. Uh, That's very popular amongst working parents' kids. But because I do have the support of my parents, because I am co-parenting, I try to do all the pickups when the girls are with me because, again, they're only with me every other week. But if I can't pick them up by that designated hour, then I have backup, which is my help, which is my parents'. And so that's kind of our schedule. And same thing with their dad, because, you know, now he's a single dad. He's kind of on the same schedule, but he has the help of his parents as well. So that's been strangely beneficial in a sense where. Where before when I was married, because Alan and I were on the same work schedule, we had to have backup and because we didn't live with we didn't have our parents, we had to have a nanny just for the backup. Right. But more now like we a have a traditional our parents. setup. Yeah. yeah. So that's more of a traditional setup. There's nothing new there, I think. And that's what works for us. But I'm sure as they get older, things might change. Or maybe they won't because they're kind of at an age where it's pretty consistent now with school.
1: Right. They're uh, in like their routine. Yeah. Was it hard for you to ask for help? Like, Did that make you feel not less of a mother, but kind of like, I'm not doing all the things I should be doing as a mom.
0: In the beginning, it was very hard for me because uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so she, even though she was very proud of me and the career that I built, I knew deep down inside, she was questioning, like, why is she working so hard? Like, why can't she just be at home with the kids? She never vocalized that to me, but I knew that that's what she was thinking. Whereas Alan's parents... Alan's mom was a working mom. So mm-hmm. I think she understood me a little bit more. And so they were happy to help. And so it's kind of the opposite with my own mom. But I think now that she lives with me, she really understands why it's important for me to keep up. And we had this episode uh, with Lindsay Price. Of, mm-hmm. I think it was last episode or last yeah. last episode. You guys have to Gosh, listen to that it. That was it. such yeah, a was good episode. So good. Yeah. But she talks about what, what, lights you up it it can't you cannot be de- be defined by any external things like your work your kids like what brings the excitement to you and who are you outside of these external factors mm-hmm. right for me it's not the work because again work is external but it's creating right i have to be creating and that really just lights me up and so i think once my mom understood that and she saw that this is the core of who I am and it allows me to be a better mom, she's like, yes, like it's the same thing as her being in the kitchen all day. That lights her up. Mm-hmm. That gets her excited. I've seen mm-hmm. these kids eat her food, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to continue to do what makes you happy. That brings you joy. Obviously, as a new mom, you're like figuring out your new schedule and all of that. But yeah, I do have the help and the support to allow me to do the things that I that continue to make me happy. And I know not everyone has that, but I think it's important to find a a a rhythm that will take you, like, will give you longevity in the game because it's not once you have kids, it's not like you're done after a year or three. It's mm-hmm. like for life.
1: It's like forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. I love that you share what's like lights you up, and I was been thinking about that too. And for me, it's so much, it's a building relationships, like mm. creating meaningful relationships like spending time building relationships and in this like initial stage of motherhood it has been with my children Mm. like how do I like I don't know like I didn't know you could have a relationship with a seven-year-old and then a nine-year-old like an actual relationship when they're when they're really like a human person to you yeah and that has been transformative for me Mm. in kind of like all of the things that I do and I that lights me up and I didn't know that I until you know, I took some time to reflect on like, why do I like to talk about this stuff so much? And like, think about parenting and things like that. And I realized that's what makes me happy.
0: Maybe we should do an episode on that. I'm very curious, but like, how do you have build a human relationship with a seven year old?
1: That's why when you said like the two weeks, and then I don't know what to do. It's, it's very interesting because I mean, and I don't know, I'm very instinctual. Like, you know, I mean, I read the things, but I'm also very like instinct driven, but there is like, they have like a full life already going on. Mm -hmm. And so so for me to like be a part of that, it, it takes energy and time and like, I, I love that. I love to be a part of that. That's amazing. Okay, we're
0: going to do an episode on that. Okay,
1: I mean, that was it. I don't know what else I can say.
0: <laughs> a full episode on that. But
1: I really wanted to to say to newborns, like to new moms, or in any stage that you are, maybe you have a two and a four-year-old right now and you're just drowning. And again, we I'm not trying to make sound motherhood like it's such a, like you're always suffering and you're always drowning because that's that has not been my experience. But I do think that I needed permission to say like I need some help Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that like I was allowed to do that you know what I mean I felt like I had to carry so much of it and and I just that's why we wanted to bring this topic up today
0: you are absolutely allowed to ask for help you are absolutely allowed to ask for more support and you don't feel guilty about it no and if someone gives you a hard time about it just say that it's because Sarah and Chriselle said that you deserve more help. Okay? End of they story. They said
1: that I could take a day off today.
0: So you take care of the kids.
1: Bye. Seriously. No, seriously. It's, it's important because like you said, it's a long it's a long road
0: ahead. Long road ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. We will see you guys next week. Uh, please leave us a review. Uh, leave us comments. Uh, DMs. Let us know what you want to hear next. All right. Just somebody message us Just somebody us immediately. message us. Okay. No, we do get a lot of messages, <laughs> but we just love hearing from you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational based content entertainment for your little ones, Visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram.
1: Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.